York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time and it's time to talk about the Knicks season opener versus the Memphis Grizzlies. The Knicks lose in overtime 115 to 112. We did have some value efforts though because the Knicks at one point were down 61 to 46 at halftime but Julius Randle. Cam Reddish and company storm back to bring this game back into overtime. So shout out to Julius Randle, gives you 24 points, 11 rebounds, and six assists. Hardenstein comes in with 16 points and eight rebounds. Cam Reddish comes up from the dead and drives 22 points. Shoots 60% from the field. And the Knicks still lose with some helps from the refs. In my opinion, to the Memphis Grizzlies, 115 to 112 and we are going to talk about it all but before we talk about it all you already know what we gotta do i'm gonna introduce my man Amit, the legend the guy with the stats and the facts ryan g's in the building last year the game went to overtime at the garden the knicks end up winning this year on the road it goes to overtime and the knicks end up losing yep uh it's one of those things where i guess when you're away the refs will play. All right. Next, <laughs> we already know what it is. It is the Latin assassin. It is my man from Toasting and Toasting and Ryder Deadspin, Lee Escobedo. Nasty, nasty, Lee Escobedo. Fast, nasty. Oh, rocking, rocking the Jalen Brunson. Fresh. Let's go. Fresh Jalen Brunson go. jersey today. Even though, fresh even though you know, he, he played. He ain't shoot well today, but fresh haircut, fresh jersey. I'm ready to talk to some nits, and I owe you an apology, JLS. Oh, uh, see, see, you see, this is this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I call the Eminem play, right? If you watch the Eight Mile, when Eminem comes to rap, he kind of like gets ahead of it by mentioning it first, because he knows where I'm going. All right, Lee knows where I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna apologize too, but my apology ain't coming until we talk about Cam. So. Oh, let's go right to it then. Let's go. Let's go right to it. Because I, 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 we're going to talk about all the things that went wrong because there's plenty went wrong with the defense and yeah. the offense and the refs. There's, a plenty, of, there's plenty to go around when it went wrong. But let's talk about the surprise factor in Cam Reddish, all right? Cam Reddish, the guy who was dead in preseason. After one game, they said he was done. He was washed. Trade him. He can't do nothing. Lee said he can't go to the line. Lee said Cam Reddish shouldn't even be driving. I remember that, Lee. I remember that, Lee. He shouldn't even be driving. <laughs> that well, bum shouldn't remember. even be playing and putting it on a jersey. But Cam Reddish came to play, went to the hole at will, it ends up hitting the game tying three in overtime with the pass from Jalen Brunson. Uh, apparently Cam, he, he, he plays well when, when the game matters. You saw it in the playoffs and you saw it today. So I want to, I want to know, does, what does you think about Cam Reddish's game lead? Does, does, does this give you 
a, l a little bit more hope that maybe Cam Reddish can turn it around. Of course. I think one of the funnest things about being on this podcast, uh, among other fellow Knit fans, is that we can talk trash about players. And when we're wrong, it, there's a, a silver lining that it means that a player on our team is actually playing good, that otherwise we were hating on for a day, a week, or a whole season. Julius Randle is a great example of that. All of us have issues with him. He balled his ass off tonight. And Cam Reddish, I was wrong. Preseason, you know, maybe it was the lineups he was playing alongside. He played a lot of minutes with the starters. I did say I wanted to see more of that. I'm not really sure that he's the best fit next to IQ and Obi. But in that open transition game, as to Hartenstein, who's a great passer, Brunson, great passer, Fournier, above average passer, and Randall, great passer. He Woo. really has a great looks under the basket, cutting and in transition. I don't like him running from one end of a court to the other. I like them inside of a three-point line driving in. That was my, my comment last time, but I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I was very impressed with how hard he played. He had effort on D, too. I'm not going to lie. He tried. He got cooked on a few possessions in the first half. Yeah, he got back to half. Pause. Yeah. In the second half, he tightened it up. He was pretty solid on, on the switches. He stayed in front of his man. I don't really have nothing bad to say. Once he hit that dagger three, I was like, oh, man, shit. I, I'm, I'm looking on Chinese bootleg websites trying to get me a cheap Cam Reddish jersey, bro. It's on. <laughs> what? It's on. Things changed just that fast, ladies and gentlemen. Went to burning his jersey about a week ago. To I'm buying the Canal Street Cam jersey. <laughs> Today, wow. wow, that's a, that's a <laughs> fast turnaround. That's a fast turnaround. But that's crazy though. You couldn't even go to the NBA store, bro. You had to go to Canal Street and get it from. That's crazy. It's one game. It's one game. It's one game. It's one. It's one real NBA game versus three preseason games. All right, that's all. Uh, uh. But you're right. It's only one game. He has to do it consistently. Um, yeah. but it's a step in the right direction. And like I said, for me, like it's, it's going to take time. He came in last season, 15, only played 15 games, got hurt, came back, played with IQ and those guys. IQ seems like a shell of himself right now. Yeah. Um. Then only played one game with the starters. And it's still not enough to get chemistry going to play one game with the stars and go, you know, that's it. Like he, he got a little, you have to see more. And we saw a little bit more to that today. And I will say this too, in preseason, it seems like there was a time where they were intentionally going to Cam late in a game when Cam was playing with the, the second unit. And today, when Cam was in with the second unit, did you guys notice that he was kind of handling the ball a lot, um, kind of, kind of, getting that same play that RJ gets going to the hole, going downhill and then trying to make plays that way go to the hole. Did you notice that? I feel, I feel like I saw Cam a lot more with the ball than IQ with the ball. Yeah, it didn't stand out to me. Uh, I, anytime IQ didn't have the ball by the third quarter, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, <laughs> I, I was actually, I will talk about this a little bit later. I was most impressed with, with head coach Tom Thibodeau and his rotations tonight was the thing I was most impressed with. I'm glad that he set IQ because I think Reddish wouldn't have had an opportunity like this last year or yeah. the year before. I think the Thibodeau is allowing the guys who are playing well to finish those minutes, and that's been the most impressive thing. Yeah, IQ was was abysmal today, but I don't know. What do you think about the I'm cam hoping. game, Ryan? I, I know I didn't give you a chance to talk and give your, your thoughts about 
what Cam did today? Well, first and foremost, I want to say a formal apology. <laughs> Cam Reddish, my fault. My fault. You in preseason, it looked like you were out of it. It didn't look like you had it in preseason, but I see when the money's on the line, you step up to the plate. So therefore, my apologies, sir. The only thing I need from you now is consistency. Yes. Because if you play like that on a consistent basis, then, yeah, there's no way Thibs can keep you out of the lineup if that's the case. Okay, but to um, Cam's game tonight, um, yeah, Cam definitely showed up tonight, especially, you know, in a game where RJ Barrett was just cold and the Knicks needed somebody else to step up and score those points, and Cam Reddish definitely stepped up when the Knicks needed him. I was just I was impressed all around with his game. Defensively, he was good. Offensively, he was good. Driving to the basket, attacking the rim, knocking down three points, especially the big three pointer to bring the game to overtime. Cam had a really good game tonight. And like I said, the only thing with Cam, I just hope it's consistent. You know, I don't want I don't want to see, you know, tonight he drops 20 something, then the then the next three games he's giving me five points, eight points, two points. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just yeah. want to see consistency from Cam. And if Cam gives me consistency, then you know what? We might upgrade from, from the Canal Street jersey <laughs> to the actual <laughs> NBA store jersey if he keeps it consistent. <laughs> so, okay, if you get the Canal Street jersey, when you upgrade, like, what are you doing with the Canal version? Are you, you going to resell it on, like, eBay? Like, what, what what's your play? I'm just trying to figure out. Which you, or, or are you just counting it as an L? Yeah, I spent my five dollars. Now it's gone. I guess that's, that's the one I sleep in. Oh, that's what you sleep. Okay, okay. That's the yeah. that's the clean the crib jersey now. Okay, got it. That's the Saturday clean the crib jersey. Oh, KOT raffle on canal. Good. Yes, KOT raffle of the canal Cam Street jersey. Uh, if he decides to upgrade, but yo, yo, shout out to Cam. I want to see a lot more of that. From Cam this season, and remember, I talked about X factors this season. And uh, who are the X factors? This this team has more X factors than anyone. And if some of these X factors pop, it can change the trajectory of this team. And Cam was one of them. Uh, Grimes is one of them who's who's out with another foot injury. Um, RJ is also one of them, and Randall is also, believe it or not, one of them for me. And I think this is a good time to talk about Randall's game as well. Randall, X Factor, has played within himself in preseason, continued on during this game, played within himself. Uh, the most comfortable I've seen him play point Randall since he's been in a Nick Jersey period. I don't know if it's because he's been playing with Brunson or he, he's just getting used to it. Um, but he's been making really quick, decisive passes, um, cutting to the hole, moving off ball a lot more. He's been hitting. He's been hitting shots. He might. He takes some a little bit of ill-advised shots, but it's the amount of ill-advised shots have gone down tremendously. You got to give it up to Randall, man. Arguably one of the best players. Arguably the best player on the court today. What do you? Uh, what do you think? What you think about Randall, Ryan? Yeah, man. Um, Randall from last season to the Randall we've seen so far this season is like night and day, honestly. Like the numbers are similar, you know. 
but the way Randall is playing is like literally night and day because last season he took plays off on defense, but this year he's actually playing with defensive effort. That's the one major thing you see this season. Also another thing last season, he used to dribble into double teams, turn over the ball, you know, not pass the ball out to open teammates and things of that nature, you know, things that made you get upset when you watched him play this season Way more decisive with the ball, like you said. He's making the right reads. He's bringing double teams in. And when the double team comes in, he passes out to the open shooter. Mm-hmm. And he's playing within himself, like you said. He's playing within the offense. He's not trying to force it. You know, maybe tonight, maybe you've had, like, maybe, what, two ill-advised shots, whatever the case may be. Like, Randall's definitely reined it in. And if Randall continues to play like this, it's going to be a big positive for the Knicks and it will make me glad that the Knicks ended up not trading him and keeping him if he continues to play like this. Lee, will you buy a Canal Street Randall jersey if Randall keeps this up? Yeah, I'll buy an <laughs> NBA.com one. As long as it has insurance, This, if he's traded, I can swap it out for, for whoever comes back in that trade. <laughs> um it's it's a win-win for me man i mean randall plays well i think it is just the best chance for us to win a game against anybody because of his impact across the bots the, the, the bot store passing rebounding defense block shot blocking scoring in isolation that when he's on he's going to dominate the stats and it, it increases his trade value too and now leon rose puts up the phone and he has an actual asset to negotiate with and to actually play in terms of how many draft picks he wants, what players he wants. But right now, I mean, I, I watched this game, and I, I wasn't really in my head so much. I was more like feeling what I was seeing and, and reacting uh, instead of being knee-jerky and how it's watching Julius Randle. And i got to say, if we get rid of him, and I, I've been guilty of saying this in the past about the vets, if we get rid of him and Fournier and Rose, we don't lose a lot of damn games. Like Even with Jalen Brunson at the point, if we move on from Julius Randle, we are not making the playoffs, in my opinion. We're going to be close to the lottery in the top 10. Randle, he does so much that I don't think if you replace him with Obi, you're going to immediately make up what you lost in that trade. And that might be a good thing. I'm not saying I'm not against the tank and maybe go for Victor or let's <laughs> rebuild around Obi. I'm not necessarily saying off the bat, but I've really realized, I've had epiphany about Randle's impact, whether he's, his shot is on or not all around in a way that, that he really dominates game when he's checked in. Him and Cam are both high mental players. When they're confident, they're on. When they're not, they're abysmal. Yeah, Randall always is a big guy, so he's always going to draw those double teams, and he, he's done that today. But I've always questioned his basketball IQ. I always kind of question whether he can think the game properly or not. And I think that's the biggest surprise for me this year. It seems like he's thinking the game a lot better. Like I don't, I don't know if he's it's like. It seems like his processing speed has upgraded this season, yeah. and he's able to read the plays a lot easier than he's used to reading them in the last few seasons. So I got to give him credit for that for sure. And well, shout out to Jason M, who's taking his victory lap on on the Randall because he's been calling that he feels like Randall's going to come back. I, I got a question for this year. for you and Ryan. Uh, do you think Brunson's got? most to do with that he, he doesn't have to really read the floor so much and be the point forward he can really go back to being a, a, bull, a bulldozer on the elbow and, and post-ups he isn't to worry about feeding people anymore now he can really just score with brunson did you guys see a good connection between him and brunson compared to him and kimba last season 
I think it's part of it. I think it's definitely think it's part of it. I think maybe the presence of Brunson has relaxed him because like how even last year I've seen him, I've seen him make a lot of silly turnovers last year when given the same type of looks and he's done it less this sure. year, but yeah, I mean, maybe it is because it's a lower usage as well. It, that could be it too. Like he doesn't have to keep going to it over and over again where you wear that guy out on that side of the ball. So that could be a lot of it too. So in that regard, maybe it is um, a lot with, with Jalen Brunson being here. I don't know how you feel about that, Ryan, but uh, that's, that's the way I, I feel about it right now. I do think that he definitely feels less pressure this season because last year when we got Kevin, when we got Kemba and Fournier, you know, we thought that Kemba was going to be, you know, that strong presence at point guard. I was going to help out the squad. It didn't work out that way. And then, you know, with Burks coming in at point guard, I think Randall still felt pressure that he has to be the one to lead the team, you know, and get people open and score the ball. And, yeah. And, and, you know, he felt like he had to do every, everything last season. Now, this season with Brunson coming in, I think there's less pressure on him because he doesn't have to be the one to, you know, facilitate all the time and bring the ball up the court and play and play point forward and all, and all those different um, aspects of the game. Now he can more just concentrate on getting the ball at his spots yeah. and then, you know, making correct reads, you know, whether, you know, bringing in double teams, passing out the ball or taking a shot or whatever the case may be. So I think, yeah, I think a lot of it has to deal with Brunson coming in, coming into the squad and taking over, you know, actually having a legit point guard. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm really curious to see if Randall can do this at home. Cause I still feel like he has this weird thing where he plays better on the road than at home. So I'm really curious to see what Randall at home really looks like. And if you can keep up, uh, if you can have a more performance like this, I'm really waiting to see that. But I gotta give Randall his props. Definitely gotta give Randall his props. I feel like, yeah, him and him and Cam Reddish, man, the guys who have been the received the most criticism in Knicks Nation. Well, Cam only recently, but Randall for sure um, played well to the point where even his wife was on Twitter posting the ear emojis like. I don't hear the chatter now. I don't hear y'all talking now. A wifey is talking to stuff. So, I mean, kudos to Randall. Good start to this to the season. Even though we lost, um, it's a good sign that Randall is doing his thing. All right. Now, yeah. shout out to the chat. Uh, thank you for joining. And if you're new to the show, please hit the like button, subscribe button. We're going to be here after every game talking Knicks basketball and also if you want to call in you can call the number the number flashes at the bottom of the screen it's in that big graphic it's 319-527-6241 that is 319-527-6241 and also your shout out to fubu tv all right that's our affiliate um if you go to fubu tv.com slash kot you can watch MSG for free for seven days. And I know some of you guys tried it last year and it didn't work out for you. This time, if you actually click that link, you'll see it say at the top, KOT followers. So you will know for sure that this is a KOT link and we will sh we'll definitely get the credit because it will say KOT followers at the top if you click the link. So shout out to FUBU TV for working with us. Um, and 
you know, you already know for you guys in New York, some of you guys might have problems watching Knicks games, FUBU TV, you can watch MSG in New York through FUBU TV. All right. So just to let you guys know about that, shout out to FUBU TV. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Is there a deal if we already have FUBU TV? Uh, shoot. I'm not sure, Jason. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, hey, look, it doesn't hurt to try. If you try <laughs> and it don't work, it don't work. If it do, it do. I don't know if it works if we have a deal though. But um, if it works, it works, and then you know it'll help us out as well. So it's a two for one. Where's Roar at? Roar's Roar don't be doing Wednesdays, but Roar will be back for sure. All right. Salute to the channel. All right, let, let's go. Let's go. Let's let's talk about the bad now. I've been avoiding this for a while, but. I've said before that a lot of the success of this team might have to do with the shooting. And with RJ Barrett shooting back, I feel like with RJ Barrett shooting badly, it kind of it kind of made Brunson a a driving kick guy because I've always was concerned about the spacing with these guys. And RJ was shooting badly. I feel like Randall hit one three and kind of didn't want to shoot threes a little after that. And it seemed like every time Brunson drove to the hole, he was met by Steven Adams. And there wasn't a lot of room for him to do what he, what he does. And it kind of got us in the hole. It kind of got us into a struggle. And not only that, man, it was our defense was rough. It was very rough. We could not keep John Morant out the paint. And it, it looked like Thibodeau decided to go with RJ Barrett to guard Morant at the top instead of Brunson. And that didn't help us at all either because Morant was just torching RJ all night. And woo, this is this is one of those nights when you're like, man, I wish Quentin Grimes didn't have that little foot thingy because maybe, just maybe we can you know put Quentin Grimes on him once, once or twice of play. Just to give RJ a blow on that side of the ball. I don't know. Well, what do you think about what I had to say, Lee? Yeah, you know, we're the deepest team in the NBA, but yet we still somehow don't have much athleticism or shooting on this roster. I mean, I think two of the things that we really need are guys who are knockdown shooters on the perimeter and some damn athletes that are run the floor, which yeah. made the, the, the cam emergence so crucial in this game. It's he's one of the few guys besides Obi that's a one man. Um, a one-man fast break yeah. and he was able to break down the defense with his drives and his craftiness finishing with both hands there's very few guys on this roster who can do that i mean iq is not that much of an athlete and as much as people talk about him being a shooter he's not that consistent of a shooter either and all of our shooting is really around that perimeter position we don't have much shooting up front Randall can be effective. We saw him in his most improved season be a pretty solid shooter, but he doesn't take a whole lot per game. Brunson's a good shooter. Doesn't only take like three or four threes a game. Derrick Rose is efficient. Doesn't take too many threes a game. So we don't really have any shooting from the center, power forward, and point guard spot, which puts a lot of pressure on keeping Fournier in and then losing defense on the other end too. Fournier isn't that great of an athlete. Yeah. He can hit down and knock down three. So Thibodeau has a really balanced the roster with guys who are really like specialists in one area, but lacking on in 
other parts of the game. So it makes it real hard for us to be to have spacing for RJ to operate with easy you know routes to the basket when Mitch is clogging up space and Randall's clogging up space. Brunson works the best inside of a three point line. It's tough, man. I think there needs to be a little bit of roster adjustment. Maybe cut down a little bit of a depth to bring in some knockdown shooting in the starting uh, in the starting five. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Hardenstein kind of helped with the spacing a little bit too because Mitch got into kind of a little bit of foul trouble, and then um, Hardenstein was able to get that little bit of that little floater thing he had going, so that kind of helped with the spacing a little bit. Um, a little bit, but it was still it was still rough there. What do you what do you think about what we had to say, Ryan? Um, well, RJ did have a rough game tonight, and you know, spacing is going to be an issue for the Knicks because, of course, the only guys who can really shoot threes in that starting lineup is, at least from an efficient standpoint, is Brunson and Fournier. So when two of your five players in the starting in the starting five can shoot threes, that's going to at least leave three players that's going to at least clog the paint because they're not worried about the other guys and their shooting. So, of course, Brunson is going to have less space to operate if he does drive into the lane or anybody drives into the lane for that matter. But this is why it was so important for R.J. Barrett to improve his shooting over the summer because yeah. if he can, because if he could just improve his shot, that would open up the game so much, not just for him, but also for Brunson and other guys on the court as well because now they have to respect R.J.'s shot, and that's another guy that, you know, that's, that takes another guy out of the paint which, you know, loosens up the pain a bit, even though you have Mitch down there. So, you know, it was it was tough going for the Knicks early, you know, and RJ, you know, not being able to score definitely did not help. But, you know, it's just the first game of the season, so I'm not going to be too hard on RJ, you know. He's one of those guys where it's like he's either hot or he's cold. You're not going to get nothing in between with RJ. So, you know, 81 games left in the season. RJ has a lot of time to find his stroke and get back to, you know, what he does. But, yeah, yeah tonight was a bad game for him. I'm just hoping it's not like another slow start. I'm hoping it's not another, you know, we start the season, 15 games, he's going over 1, over 7, over 9 from 3. Like, I'm hoping it's not one of those types of games anymore. I, I was actually ho- looking forward to having faster starts from RJ and Emmanuel quickly in particular, but it seems like both of those guys, I mean – more so quickly than RJ, because at least RJ kind of showed signs of life in preseason. It looked like he was turning a quarter. It looked like his feet was more set. It looked like he was more relaxing those threes. Today was not the case. And even his layups, man, he could he couldn't hit the bro. He couldn't hit his layups either. So it was like a double. Ugh. But quickly as well. Quickly looked like he's regressed. It looks like he's regressed. I mean, he he didn't really handle the ball much today. But even times when he did, it seemed like he's like, all right, I got to hurry up and shoot the ball because I'm not going to get a shot. Soon. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. But I don't know. What did you think about? But here's the thing, too. It's like with all these things going wrong, we still were in the game. That's the amazing part. We still were in the game. We lost in overtime to a team who some people say, could have knocked off the the championship Golden State Warriors last year, which makes me think it's like, man, if RJ plays to the level I know he can, and we see Cam come like this off the bench and give us that spark, that defense, that 
three point shooting, um, going to the whole steadiness that we need. And like, we can really be good. We can be really good. I, I, I just need IQ and OB to kind of get it together a little bit more. And RJ, like, I just need that to happen with all in all though. It's like this, this pieces here, even with this loss and overtime to this top team in the West, there are pieces here to scare some people. If we can just put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. It's, yo, salute to the chat. I see we got some callers up, so I'm like, I'm gonna get to them. And we can talk about Hartenstein and Mitch a little bit next. But before we get to that, first of all, let me just let me hit up Big Reaper. Big Reaper is on the line right now. Hold on a second. Make sure you can hear me. All right. Hey. Big Yeah, hey, Big Reaper. Up, yeah, what's going Thanks, on, Big Reaper? Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Yep, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Loud and clear. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's like there's some, you know, good things, a lot of things to like about the game. Um, but, uh, you know, and, you know, there's some things, you know, to be worried about. I'm just, you know, like you were saying, I'm just kind of hoping, like, you know, RJ and IQ, they don't, you know, it's not, like, going to be a slow start for them. Uh, probably more IQ. RJ, I think he, sometimes he's like that. I think he just, sometimes you have, like, really, you know, games where he just way off. Uh, my biggest concern with RJ is just his ability to finish in the paint. I like it because that, you know, he still struggled finishing in the paint, like in the preseason as well. And uh, so I just don't even know at this point because it's year four. So, <laughs> so at this point, I don't know if that's something he's going to be able to like correct or if he's just, if he's always just going to be, you know, um, you know, uh, bad, at, like at least in the paint. Right. Um, Although he is only 21, but it's like it's year four, and it's just like it's just not even getting any better. So that's just, you know, interesting to see. Um, overall, I thought it was a pretty decent game. The defense, our defense, I, I just not even sure what to say about it. And then Hartenstein, I mean, when he's on the floor, we just can't read down to save our lives. <laughs> I mean, you like it wasn't, you know, this is not the first time, honestly, like even the first preseason game, you kind of saw it. That, yeah. like, you know, the, we struggled rebounding when he's on the floor. Um, I, and so I was wondering, like, I, I know he gives you some points, but sometimes it's like it's um, – I'm wondering if Tids would have been better off going to Mitch, like, at least with, with two minutes to go. Or I was, uh, was it more like do you guys think he just felt like, you know, Mitch might have been out of rhythm? Why do you guys think he kind of stayed with Hartstein? Because I felt like that's why, honestly – I felt like down the stretch we ended up losing because we had momentum. I felt like we could have pulled it out if uh, if Randall didn't have those. He, Randall basically uh, pushed his man. He was trying to go for yeah. offensive rebound, so he pushed the in the back. And then on the other end, when he was trying to get a defensive rebound, he pushed somebody in the back. And both times he put the players on a, on a, on a free-throw line. I mean, he had a great game, but, like, it's just one of those things where just, like, you know, I, it yeah. felt like he was self-destructing, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I can't, I felt like it was that and the fact that the coach didn't want to go back to Mitch because it was, like, I mean, like, two minutes to go. I think you have to go back to Mitch. I mean, they had they had that big dude in there, like, yeah. uh, for the Grizzlies. Like, yeah, you're not going to do <laughs> Why do you not go to Mitch? Yeah. And so... Yeah, so I'm feeling like is is Hartenstein this year's uh, Alec Burke? Are we going to start to see like you know 
Mitchell Robinson, like only playing 18 minutes. Um, mm. It is. I hope you know. It's only game one. It's only game one, and uh, you know, yeah, obviously, you don't want to overreact. But it just, I, I'm just a little surprised he didn't go back to Mitch with two minutes to go, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, we'll yeah. see what happens. But it, you know, it was a good game. I, I think you can't really take too much out of this game either way because we tend to match up pretty well against Memphis. Um, so honestly, I don't think this necessarily means we're going to win ball games because I, I'm seeing, I'm actually seeing some things that could be, that uh, could be a little bit of an issue for the team, right. you know, going forward. Understood. Understood. Yo, th- thanks for calling in, Reef. We're going to yeah. chat about exactly what you talked about, but I think you had made some pretty good points here. All right. Thanks. Have right. a good night, guys. All right. Good night. Night. Yeah, I think it was a really good point that Reaper just made about um two minutes left. Steve Adams is a big freaking human. I saw Hartenstein boxing out for his life, and it did not matter. He could not move him. He's just too big. This that probably would have been a time where you could kind of play some offense, defense, and put Mitchell Robinson in the game and fight with some boards for sure. I, I wouldn't call it the Alec Burks moment because he's only out of the game because he was he had five fouls. But I think yeah. you could you could have risked it in one of those offense defense, um, get the rebound switching things, especially considering, you know, he killed us on the board today. You know, fourteen rebounds, for Steve Adams. What do you think? What do you guys think? I think that's a bit of an overreact, in my opinion. I think Mitch just didn't have it this game. I think he was in foul trouble. That the fouls were getting to him mentally. I think the refs weren't giving him a whole lot of calls. He only ended the game with with two boards. I don't think that would have saved the game as much as as uh, Reaper thinks. And I'm actually very proud of Tom uh, Tibbs for keeping that lineup in that got got them back into the game. I think it would have been disingenuous to pull uh, Hartenstein and put Mitch in just as you think he might do a better job on the boards. When Hartenstein was actually he was fighting his ass off. No, he's for the fighting. Rebounds. There's just, I mean, you're talking about the best offensive rebound in the game in Steven Adams. It's not like he's a strub. I don't think that Mitch would have done much better in this specific game because of the fouls and the refs and how they were calling the game uh, underneath the basket. Mitch just wasn't getting any breaks there. So I, I liked the lineup he had out there, and I was really happy to see Hardenstein and Reddish finish and Tibbs not pull him and put in Fournier back into the game, which would have made me pull my hair out. Yeah, I kind of feel like, I feel like our perimeter defense aided in Mitch getting into so much foul trouble in the beginning. Like John Morant was cooking us and it just seemed like it could Mitch in a position to kind of play cleanup all night long. And it got to a point where it was like, well, damn, like he can't keep avoiding all these fouls. If every guard is blowing by all the perimeter defense defender guys. So it was, it was rough. I don't know. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Ryan. Um, the only thing I have to add to that is, you know, I think Lee was pretty much right on right on the point. Like, I think Mitchell just out of rhythm. You know, he barely played in the second half. He was in foul trouble, and Hardesty was part of the unit that pretty much got the Knicks back into the game and brought the game to overtime. So it's like. You know, hardest thing being part of that unit, you stick with that unit because that's the unit that brought you back into the game. Yeah. I can't, I can't really fault Thibs for not going back to Mitch. You know, Thibs was Thibs was like, you know what, this is the unit that got me back in the game. This is the unit that brought the game to overtime. Let's see if they can get over the hump and win the game. So, I mean, would it would it would it have been nice to have Mitch's defense 
on the court for those last few minutes of the game, of course. But I think in this case, I can't really fault Thibs for what he did. You know, that unit brought you back in the game. That's the unit you finished with. And was giving you spacing with, with Hartenstein at the five, too, that Mitch would not have given you. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I guess I'm only thinking about those situations where we, he was, uh, or Morant was at the foul line at the end of the game and we needed like a rebound. Like, I guess that's, a, but to each his own, to each his own. I agree with Reaper, but there's, uh, they don't, but it is, it is. But salute to the chat. Um, if you're liking the show so far, please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Also, you already know what it is. You can, you know, you can dial that number if you want to talk to us. 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. And shout out to our guys at FUBU TV. If you want to watch MSG for free on FUBU TV, all you got to do is go to FUBUTV.com forward slash KOT and watch FUBU TV MSG for free. All right. And then if you decide to go with the cable company, it's good because you can, you can record you can uh, you can record on there as well, and you can watch football and other cable channels, not just basketball. All right, so salute to you guys, and thanks for watching so far. I hope you're enjoying the channel. Next up is our guy Jason M. What's going on, Jason? What's up, bro? What's up, fellas? What's going on? I'm gonna give you a little promo. You guys should switch over to Fubu. I save like fifty dollars a month on cable. I love it. Yeah, man, I switched over too. I switched over. I'm on Fubu TV. Cable's too expensive. Way too expensive. Yeah, and no contracts. No contracts. You you can record. Yeah, I'm with it. So, but yeah, what, yeah, what's it's, it's, it follows the team too. So you don't, you put it to record Nick. You don't got a question. It's gonna record every time the Nick play. Exactly. Exactly. One button. Thank you for the endorsement, Jason. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some support to you guys. You guys little sponsors. Um, so I thought today, well, as I said, it might be early, but you know, I'm, I might it might be too early to take a victory lap on Randall. But you know, kind of told that everyone wanted to just double for nothing. Like if he was like, the, and, and I said he can play different. So we'll see. Hopefully, he keeps it up. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. I'm really, I'm really waiting to see what happens when the when he come back to the garden and things aren't going well. I want to see his demeanor then, but so far so good. It seems like he's turned over a new leaf, and he's playing better. So I, I want to see him keep it up. Yeah, I think the the big difference is he might he might shoot worse at the garden, but I think his game will be the same. Like he'll still look the pass. He just might. You might be nervous at the garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The garden is a different beast for sure. Now they'll get on you for any little thing. But um fans pay attention. Like, if they see him going off on the road, I feel like sometimes they give him a little bit more leeway at the garden when he goes off on the road. But it, it'll be up to him to kind of feel the energy. Yeah, also the fact that Obi's not really doing anything is like gonna help because they're not I mean, maybe fans are saying Obi, but like he, he hasn't had a good game in a while, so I don't know. Other than that Pacers game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was hoping but, Obi um, got, got back to his OB minutes, 13 minutes this game. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and, and to be honest, I mean, 13 minutes is low, but I can't really even feel this for it because Randall was playing so good. My issue is going to be when OB's playing better than Randall. Right. Because that's what happened last year. Right. It's going to give Obi more runs. 
Exactly, exactly. And I hope that's the case. I definitely hope that's the case. I low-key felt like he was going to run OB a little bit more um, before he took him out. It, it, it seemed like he was letting him play through a couple of mistakes today. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like yep. curious to see how long he was going to run. But um, Yeah, I think if the, that's a, the starting unit was playing so well in the third quarter, they were like getting the lead back, or at least they were bringing him back. That's why he didn't want to take Randall out. Because, yeah. like, that whole quarter, we were chopping, chopping, chopping at the lead. And Randall was one of the best players doing that. So it would have been weird to take him out with, like, five minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. And then that could be the end of the game right there. I agree. Know? I agree. So, also, I, I think the reason why he kept Hartenstein in, not just about, like, all he does on offense. It's the way they were defending. They made a lot of adjustments in that game to the way they play defense. Like, John Morant in the second half wasn't that great. It was oh, yeah. he, he did a lot of his damage in the first half. Yeah. You I know? feel like Hartenstein was playing up on pick and roll on the second half. Yeah, so that's why you need Hartenstein, because he was playing the good defense on John Morant. And I love Mitch, but, like, he had five fouls in 12 minutes. Like, you know, like, he's probably going to pick up another foul if you put him in. Like, you know, let him, let him play the next game. <laughs> yeah, and it was crazy because Mitch, Mitch – he found out four times last season um so hopefully he doesn't revert to bad habits as well so it was kind of disheartening to see him foul the first game of the season but hopefully he he bounces back and watches some film and adjusts because there was a couple of a couple of you know he got put in bad predicaments a couple of times this this game but also at the same time he was a little bit overzealous on a few of those plays defensively so hopefully he watches some tape and realize he wasn't jumping straight up. He was leaning into people and, you know, clean up the technique a little bit. Yeah. And then the other thing I'll say is, even though he didn't have a great game, the difference in the fourth, you know, last year, our fourth quarter offense was terrible. Yeah. And it wasn't even when we scored, it, it never looked like. Like, and it looked a lot better with Brunson. Like, the quad, like he made a few shots in the fourth. And then in the overtime, he missed them, but he got two really good shots that probably could have won them the game. Like, those yeah. are better shots than what we got last year when Randall forcing up, like, crazy bad fadeaways. That's a good point. That's yep. a good point. That's a good point. Um, we got a lot better shots, yo. A lot better shots. And, you know, salute to you, Jason. I'm glad you called in. Got some good points in. Um, but, yeah. We'll, we'll be back. I know you coming in on Friday. I know Friday is the, is the game when... The Friday games, everybody be out. They be like, yeah, we, ain't, we ain't watching the game on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, but thanks for calling in, Jason. He made some great points. I think Brunson's worth every single penny that we paid him, man. I mean, I, I think you didn't even tell the chemistry between Randall and him. He, Randall really respects Brunson in a way that he did not respect Alfred Payton and especially Kimba Walker last year. I think mean, he, he enjoys playing with him. And he plays with them really effectively too in the PNR um, on offense. He's getting some really great looks for, for Brunson's dribble penetration. I was, I was like, damn, this is what it looks like for the Knicks to have a point guard. It's been a long time since Marbury. Yeah, we really had a chance to win this game. That was, there was a Both point where Brunson was coming on. He was getting to the spots at that little far line shot. He hit a midi, but man, the the rest pissed really pissed me off because like we were up. Or we were about to come back, and there was like a two-minute sequence where I felt like, did you did y'all see that Netflix special with the rest with with rest? What's what's that ref's name? 
Tim Donahue. Yeah, Tim, Tim Donahue. I felt like Tim Donahue was reffing this game in overtime and was just giving the Grizzlies every freaking chance to not blow the whistle or blow the missile. When Brunson went to the hole and John Moran came from behind and like yeah. smacked him in the head and got no foul call, Bruh. I was tight. I was tight. And then right after that, they call a ticky tack foul on Hartenstein to send John Moran to the line. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. Here we go. The fix is in. The fix is in. And, and you know what? We you know we did some things to lose the game ourselves. We could have like shot better from three. Shot 24% from three. Bruh. Like we could have changed that for sure. But I do feel like the refs kind of helped them out in that overtime. That's that's just me. That's just me. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Ryan. No, most definitely. Um, I do feel like the momentum-changing play was the John Morant block on Brunson where he fouled Brunson, and Brunson should have went to the line for two. But instead, they counted the block as – or they put they counted the block on Morant. And then, like you said, like he got down the court and then they followed me, brought to the line. I thought that was a real momentum-changing play. And I feel mm-hmm. like if – the right call was made and Brunson went to the line, you know, I think the Knicks would have had a better chance to win that overtime. I think from there, you know, that block just got the crowd hype and then that just, you know, raised the team spirits and, you know, from there was pretty much tough sledding for the Knicks. So, yeah, but I mean, there's always going to be tough calls on the road, so. Yeah, it is what it is, but it's still encouraging to see. We, Man, Brunson got a wide open three to 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 take the lead. He missed it. Um, Evan Fournier, our fourth quarter execution. I will say this: Tom Thibodeau's execution at a timeouts. That play where they uh, where where Brunson went to the hole and Cam relocated from the right side of court, left side of court to the right, did the dagger three. Perfectly executed play. Yeah. I don't remember us executing plays like that crisply last season. And then on top of that, the shot that Evan Fournier missed to tie to bring the game to a second overtime was a really good look. We got a real we got a few really clean looks at a timeout. Um, so I, again, you gotta give Tom Thibodeau some props for drawing up proper plays. All in all, man, like all in all. We lost, it sucks, but it gives me some hope that we can be in a lot more games with Brunson's fourth quarter execution, Tom seeming to to evolve on that side of the ball as well, on calling out, uh, out of timeout plays, Randall taking a step, hopefully uh, Cam Reddish continues to ascend. There's some pieces here. There's some pieces here that can make things very interesting and make the Knicks very unpredictable um, when we're going against certain teams. I agree, and I think I think you saw an incremental uh, increase in efficiency on offense too from game to game in the preseason, leading up to our first game tonight. Even though the first half was a little choppy, a lot of that had to do with RJ just being really bad tonight. But I feel like the 
Thibodeau now, all the tape that he loves to watch, and he's always, you know, having intensive film sessions. I think that can actually be implemented now by a real legit point guard, opposed to him saying these things to Randall as a point forward, or, you know, Timber Walker is basically like uh, a fill-in for a point guard when he came and finished the entire game because his legs are broke. I think Brunson can actually initiate that the, clean up the mistakes are being made and found during these film sessions to make the team more efficient as the season goes on, which is a huge plus for us. Huge plus. Yeah. Huge plus, man. Uh, we should definitely, I, I'm definitely counting that win uh, against Detroit. We played Detroit Friday, so I'm looking forward to for a yeah. win then. Um, but uh, yeah, no win tonight. It's all right, though. It's all right. Next call up. We got our last call of the night. My man picks for Timmy. What's going on, Timmy? Yo, what's good, man? What's good, Jay Ellis, man? We got the the whole oh man. The Cam Stop the Violence tour just started, man. <laughs> Future my man Ryan G and Lee Escobar. Let's go. <laughs> we out. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, man. I'm so happy, man. We're going to get the Canal Street's jersey flowing, man. Um, <laughs> get that rock going, man. And, um, you know, just a few key points, Joe, that I was thinking about in the game. Like, I really like the fact that we had an opportunity to go ahead and start building that chemistry tonight. And it looks like we have a few different units that are really catching some offensive chemistry a little bit faster than what we would want for defense. And yeah. I feel like, for real, for real, like ESPN was like, yo, all right, y'all don't want to invite us into no 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 meetings. Y'all want to let us at MSG for nothing. All right, I got something for y'all. They went ahead and uh, gave T. Morant the hush money. Yeah. And flipped it over to the refs. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And they were like, yo, Mitch, Mitch, you are not going to be out here tonight, bro. You got five minutes, man. Go ahead and get you some Gatorade. Chill out. You're going to be on the bench, bro. Because, yeah. like, if you look at this game, opposed to, like, last game, where Mitch was a, a fact, like, a legit factor, like, RJ actually looked good playing defense that game because John Morant was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to try and dunk on this dude no more. I'm I'm kind of tired of getting, getting blocked and looking silly out here. Like, my highlight reel ain't going to look, look yeah. good tonight. Yeah, Mitch, yeah, down. Man, let's, let's go ahead and switch in that hush money. Facts. But um, that, <laughs> that um, I think right now, like, the imbalance between the first and the second unit um, is rebounding. And I think with Cam... He has the opportunity to help, whether that's in either the first or the second unit. He has the opportunity to help with that. And there's kind of a weird spot right now because if Mitch is not out there and you do insert Hartenstein into that first unit or you play him with that first unit, we miss that rebounding sorely. Like, we can't give a team a second and a third opportunity, especially when we're trying to come back and win a game. It's okay that we get that extra scoring, but it doesn't matter if we can't stop them. Right. And uh I mean I think that's kinda of where we're at, but that's all I got, fellas, man. I'm gonna go ahead and shut it down. You know what we need? Yo, civil analytics, yo. We need you to go ahead and put a ten dollar super chat up for my man Mitch again, man. Somebody does a lead out here, man. Let's go, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right, man. Y'all take it easy, fellas. All right, man. Salute my guy picks for Tibby. Salute, salute, salute. Shout out to Jay Boogie, he was on the show the other day before too. All right. Yeah, yeah, yo, he's saying he thinks Cam can help on the rebounding, and shoot, I think Mitch could have helped too. Mitch only played 12 minutes and he got two rebounds. But um, yeah, you're right, Cam is, you know, he got seven-foot wingspan. I don't really see him as a physical player, but 
and we need all the help we can get and hartenstein i mean honestly hartenstein we got we, we were getting out of rebound hartenstein had seven offensive rebounds i think uh we cleaned it up a little bit in the second half because we were out we rebounded by a lot in the first half i have the numbers ran down somewhere um but we cleaned it up eventually but um i think we ended up only two rebounds behind the memphis grizzlies by the time overtime came so she, Kudos to the Knicks for cleaning that up. Yeah, 18 to, let's see. 18 offensive rebounds by the Knicks to 20 offensive rebounds by the Memphis Grizzlies. So we ended up, we did end up cleaning up a little bit towards the, the second half of the game. 36 total rebounds by the Knicks to 44. Still lost in that regard. Um, but, you know, we closed the gap a little bit as much as we could. All right? Yeah. Uh, Next game up. Oh, as you know, this is what we're doing right now. By the way, right now we're doing predictions. So before the game starts, we predict who do you think is going to win? Who you think who's going to lose? Now, first game of the season. I know the Grizzlies, you know, are brighter than us, but I could not bring it. I couldn't. I couldn't in my heart say that I'm going to root for. I'm not going to have the Knicks lose the the the, the first game of the season. So. I picked the Knicks to win. So did uh, Ryan G and, and so did Lee. We all picked the Knicks to win. And uh, yeah, Raw Chicken Dado, he said, I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Raw said he pleaded the fifth. Because we know Raw doesn't do the Wednesday show. So when I asked Raw, I was like, Raw, you know, um, so who do you pick? He picked. He picked the Knicks of Grizzlies. I, I plead the fifth. And I could, he would not pick at all. But then he followed it up by saying he was going to pick the Knicks to beat the Pistons. So in my mind, he picked the Grizzlies. All right. So Raw, you, you picked the Grizzlies. So right now, Raw is winning the. No, I got him at NA. <laughs> oh, you got him as NA. Savage, right? to say with his chest. He got to say it with your chest, sir. Go to win. Say it with your chest. The Grizzlies are going to win. NA, <laughs> not applicable. Not applicable. <laughs> so raw. All right, Ryan. Ryan's keeping score. So Ryan is really yep. the definitive uh, guy here. If you were said it with your chest, raw. You'd have been exactly. winning, all right? What if already would have been on top of the standings right now, but now he's on the bottom. Exactly. You'd have been undefeated right now, Raw, but right now you're just N.A. You just got to say it, Raw. You just got to say it with chest. It, it is what it is. It, but that, yo, that is our show. Thank you guys for watching. Like I said before, if you like the show so far, hit that like and subscribe button. We will be back on Friday talking Knicks basketball, taking our hate. Out on the Detroit Pistons and uh Alec Burks and those guys. All right, cool. That is our show. So go ahead, Ryan G. Let him know where you can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. Content will be coming soon. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. Lee, let them know what they can get you, sir. 
Uh, I'm on Twitter, finally, at underscore Lee Escobedo, L-E-E-E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O. And I had a, a ton of stuff come out today. I joined this new website called Cabra Sports, which is like sports with kind of a Latino Hispanic lens. And nice. I wrote about how the Nets are of a new Knicks and why they're kind of the, more, the new trash franchise in New York City. Oh, uh, remind us of the Isaiah Thomas days while the chaos. And uh, my Deadspin pitch dropped today as well. On Deadspin, I, I did my MVP, most improved coach of the year selections. Uh, I'll drop that in the chat here in a minute. Yo, Appreciate y'all. Lee is good for a good hot take, man. I'll tell you. I had a hot take today. I had a Lee take today. I what said Ben it? Simmons is is Frank Lucchini on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Four points in a twenty two point loss for the Nets. Yeah, Ouch. Uh, that's that's my hot take. Uh, you already know where you can find us. I'll let you know you can find us the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick Thomas Show on Instagram and Facebook. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. All right, let's do us on those places. Also, get our snapbacks, blue and orange and black and white at thetimeshow.com slash catalog. And like I said before, you can go to FUBU TV. All you got to do is go to fubutv.com slash KOT and join FUBU TV to get your free cable needs. Yes, we do have it. They do have MSG. Yes, if you're in New York, you can watch MSG on FUBU TV. All right, so... Go there and let them know that we sent you. And um, you should see when you click when you click it, you'll see it says for KOT followers. So shout out to FUBU TV. All right. That is our show. And as always, shout out to Worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these next YouTube streets. That is our show. We out of here. Peace. Dreams. Uh-huh.